Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Hmm. Hmm? That was a five. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this is an inauspicious start to 2020. Ooh. It's really, really hoping for that nat 20 to How start amazing. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Can I roll with advantage? <laughs> Ooh, yes. I think the first roll of the year automatically grants advantage. Watch me watch me get a one. <laughs> a 15. All right. Well, you know what? That's a dirty 20. That's true. This is yeah. 20 dirty 20 is the year. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> but okay. not this podcast. Oh, no, never. <laughs> We're all clean 20s here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Welcome to our first show of now 20 Dirty 20. Uh, once again, you will notice we are down one cast member. Yeah, we have locked her in a box, escape room style, and she has not yet escaped. She so, hasn't figured it out. I mean, once she solves the puzzle, then yeah. she'll be back. I didn't think it was that hard. Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was going to be pretty easy because it's only right. like a, a four-letter uh word right. lock on on the inside but she hasn't gotten there yet so or she's just she gave up which is also a complete possibility yeah yeah she may just be taking a nap at this point it's hard to say uh b <laughs> well we are here i'm ready to talk about this new episode welcome back everybody i hope everybody had good holidays and a good start to the new year yes let's pick up where we left off about <laughs> to serve a subpoena to yeah. a an earth creature so is there anything in the D rules that says if you have not been gaming for a month that when you come back you can retcon you a- your terrible plan <laughs> that you no longer like um i don't know if it's in the newest set of rules but maybe yeah. it should be I, f- I feel like that is maybe a thing that you cannot get away with as much as you want to <laughs> yeah i feel like that might take an extra like an actual spell yeah but i mean they're committed to this plan at this point they went through all of the trouble of getting the paperwork they can't bail now Right, I think it's a pretty good plan. It is. I mean, it's it's better than just, I don't know, hitting it with a sword, it seems like. Absolutely. And of course we get more into that later on in this episode, but mm-hmm. it's it's the it's when you can come up with a creative solution that you yes. you remember those a lot more than just whapping something with a sword. But first we have to whap some things with a sword <laughs> cuz some magmen have showed up. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Which are not slugs, they're small lava men. They're not, but you know why I think Fitz thinks that? Why? Or why Griffin thinks that. Well, both, because I guess. Both of them. That's true. <laughs> he got very confused when some tiny firemen <laughs> showed up. The other kind of firemen. The other, yeah. Not the ones who are going to save you. The ones that want to hurt you. Mm. I think it might be because, because this is then how I kept picturing them after he said it. There's the Pokemon Slugma, who's like oh, a little lava slug. Yeah, that so does I'm make sense. So I'm wondering if that... Because that's where my mind went as soon as he said it. And yeah. then I kept picturing them as such, even with like the backwards baseball caps and everything. <laughs> no, <laughs> so that's, that's my guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could I could believe that. But regardless, slugs or small firemen. Yeah. It's time they've to got, fight. They've got a role for initiative either way. Uh, I, I am still not used to Clint being really effective in battle. So and that is that good. is not a duck. I'm 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 no. I'm very pleased with it and I'm glad that he has the opportunity to do that and like play a different kind of character because, you know, that's yeah. fun to play different kinds of characters, and they may not yeah. always be very good at fighting. 
Right. It's fun to change it up and to, I mean, I I feel like it's similar to when Trav suddenly had magic and he mm-hmm. was like, oh, yes, this is what I kept wanting as Magnus. And then yeah. it's suddenly like, oh, yeah, Aubrey can just create fire. It's great. So I feel like, yeah, it's similar. Clint is now very efficient <laughs> and very capable. And he's Indeed. excited about it. And we're excited for him. And apparently his his dice may be just, the, the handmade dice that he was using may be especially blessed for him specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's getting some really good rolls in this one. It's true. And this really is just your basic battle until mm-hmm. Fitz rages and teleports away, which starts making things a little <laughs> kooky. On accident. Yeah. yeah. He starts visualizing his jock jams and he visualizes <laughs> so hard as he goes it into the just... rage. He he gets too hype. He just teleports away. <laughs> I love this as a mental image that he's he's, you know, full on raging, like potentially even screaming or just yeah. has like a wild look in his eyes about to run at these guys and then boop, he's like twenty <laughs> feet away with his back to them, like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, who? How did I end up over here? <laughs> and he still manages to throw an axe at his opponent and, and oh, hit. Yes, so, he does. You know. Fitz, come on. I was not sure whether Griffin yelled the prestige or Fitzroy did. And I'm mm. really hoping it was Fitz. I am declaring now it was Fitz. I do wonder. I, this raises a lot of questions for me, actually, mm-hmm. as I say that that should have happened in the universe. What kind of magic like close-up magic or stage magic is there in a universe that has actual magic? Are there still magicians and illusionists? Maybe it's just the best of the best. I mean, because I Mm. guess, I guess though, maybe, because if it's like street performers who like dance, you know, like it's like technically anybody can dance in some way or another. Mm -hmm. You just happen to be like, really good and have really some good, fun yeah. like ooh moves to show off to everybody so maybe maybe stage magicians are like that they just have a little bit more they have some fun gimmicks yeah like more know. pizzazz maybe i mean i definitely it does seem like it would affect close-up magic if prestidigitation is a magic skill so True. like you know you don't have to do any of that fiddling around with cards up your sleeve because you can actually pull it out of thin air. And it does seem like, you know, if you were working a birthday party full of five-year-olds, they'd be like, mm-hmm. I mean, but every, you know, people can learn that. There's like right. a wizard next door. What are you talking about? This is yeah. not cool. My cousin can do that move easy. You're not showing me anything <laughs> new. I don't know. Here's our new question. What kind of stage acts exist? In in fantasy worlds. Yeah. In fantasy worlds. <laughs> Tell us what you think. <laughs> Everybody write in. Everybody come with one idea for a stage performance, and then we'll put on the best one at the end of this year. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing that I was not involved in this battle, because I'd be over in the corner just kind of thinking about the fact that he had said the prestige and what that might have come mm. from in this universe. <laughs> well, then it's good that you're in the corner, because then our dear Fearbug does straight up blow up. <laughs> well, he hits five of them. Four of them self-destruct upon (laughs) being hit. So I imagine just everybody getting a little splattered, taking damage. Yeah. I am am very proud of of Travis for his immediate mental go-to with Moonbeam being the Care Bear stare because that was the same thing I thought of. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you both thought that. That's terrific. I I would appreciate some art, which I'm not sure I have the specific skills to draw of of Justin's character as a Care Bear now, but also a Fear Vogue, but but a Care Bear. (laughs) I thought you were going to go with um, his character 
have shooting like like having a moon on his tummy and then well yeah i mean however careberry you want to make it i'm sure i'm down for i was thinking like a just a solid six-pack to tummy (laughs) 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 making the moonbeam care bear stare do any of the care bears have a six-pack i new question i don't know Is it hiding under their fur? Maybe. The uh, the Kerber's cousin, the lion, whose name I do not currently recall, uh, he was kind of like a little buffer than the others. So maybe somewhere out there, there's like the really jacked Care Bear. Braveheart. Braveheart, yes. <laughs> I'm glad Braveheart. that you know that. <laughs> I love the Care Bear. Like that one movie... Yeah. I think it's the one with the babies. I forget. Yeah, the one with the cousins. That's the second one. I think it's one, called think. the Care Bears movie, maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the one with no, the cousins. No, that's the first one. Yeah, it's the second one yeah. with the cousins. And then, of course, there's the Care Bears in Wonderland. Love it. I had all of these just recorded on VHS as a kid. Not legit copies, just whatever we recorded off the TV, of course. Care Bears tabletop RPG when? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Everybody choose your cousin or bear. Choose your power. It really would kind of be like, what's your class? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Let's, we'll we'll figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what were you doing? Oh, you know what? This is perfect since we are off on tangents anyway. I had a realization. We have Argo with Florence the sword and we Mm -hmm. have Fitz. So we kind of have Florence in the machine and Fitz in the tantrums, which made me think (laughs) that the Fearbulk's name could be Edward Sharp and they're the magnetic zeros. Just tossing it out there. It could be his name. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's not. It's pretty good. We'll no, it's, that's him, good. I'm impressed. I'm call impressed. Ed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure there are other. That was just the first other band I could think of that is a somebody and the something. So yeah. then I was like, oh, yeah, Edward Sharp. That can be you, Mr. Fearbulk. <laughs> so we'll see if, what happens. I know he gets another name he really loves later on in this episode, but that's that's the one I'm tossing out there. Yeah. But but regardless, this Care Bear stare that was not actually, that I think comes down, I think it maybe comes from like the sky or something, like above oh, rather than out of your hands or, what, or your chest or whatever. That was yeah. kind of the impression I got maybe from the description that it was more like a pillar of light, which implies that it's vertical. Mm, yeah, like in Super Mario RPG, when the princess uses yes. her healing power and the light ray comes down from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. So something like that. But but it's it's enough that it scares like half of the magmen away. <laughs> they just yes. they're just like, you know what? I no. I so somehow this episode like this this encounter has turned into a PSA for Magmen about the dangers of like hanging out with the rough kids with the yeah. backwards caps. Yeah, those rough boys really got him into a pickle and they were like, you know what? Mm-mm. One rough boy escaped and hopefully he learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. But they, they've set them all on, on, well, whatever the equivalent of the straight and narrow is inside of a mine, <laughs> which there isn't. But There probably is not. <laughs> not unless you're carving it yourself. They've set them on back on the crooked and rocky, which is where they're <laughs> presumably supposed to be because they are made of lava. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Go forward. Make better choices. And now we can get into the cave. Mm-hmm. And so Argo's going to skulk in. Even the way they described it, it reminded me of, like, in World of Warcraft when you crouch and, like, keep walking. Or, like, in Overwatch, any Blizzard game where you crouch and keep walking and it looks funny. That's what he's doing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It definitely looked very silly. And it's fine, though, because the room is empty. (laughs) It's totally, totally empty. He shouts back to him. It's your classic, here's our empty cave, but there are three paths. Yes. Leading further down underground. 
Yeah, and uh, good job to Justin and the Fear Bulk for immediately thinking to do an investigation check and yes. getting the information about like which tunnel is the most used, which ones are the most recent and rough yes. to try to figure out which way to go because – you know, this could have been definitely, I mean, I certainly have played a lot of RPGs where I was wandering around in a mine for quite a while. Uh, uh, haven't we all? Um, yeah, there's huh? always some point in a game where you're wandering around in a mine. And then um, we're just suddenly like, what am I even doing here? Yeah, yeah. And just cutting right to the point and finding the right path. Yeah, because I feel like even when they started, uh, Fitz start saying, well, there are six of us. Essentially, well, he starts saying there's three of them. <laughs> yes. No, no, there's six of you. <laughs> but that could have turned into two people, two people, two people. Mm-hmm. And luckily, yeah, nope, avoid all of that. Yeah. Let's just go down this one pathway. Did not have to split the party, which usually doesn't go Don't well. Don't do it. Don't split your party. It's the same when you're in a D&D group or if you are in a theme park. Keep your <laughs> party together. No, no pushing through lines later. Keep together. <laughs> just keep that in mind always yes and keep your party together so they start going down this newer this newer pathway and oh there are these little bits of rocks everywhere i'm loving this visual of disco fits (laughs) glittering and shimmering as he's picking up the different magic elements that are going on around him I'm so excited that the first time that he used this was in a place where the skill that that makes you glow a specific color depending on the type of magic, (laughs) that it was a place that was full of every possible kind of magic. So he's just like a mood ring, but also a (laughs) disco light. Like he's he has, so beautiful. He is straight out of like either Spencer's gifts or that weird <laughs> mall store that you don't know the name of that just sells like glittery dragons. Yes. <laughs> and there's definitely like distant, extremely distant dubstep while this is happening. Just nobody knows where it's coming from, but they're like, I hear something further down, possibly one of the paths they didn't take. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. It some fits some the drums scene. in the drums in the deep. Ooh. Some you- bass in the deep. <laughs> Base in the deep, Anne. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you for that moment of brevity because this <laughs> now with these little rocks is where things get very weird. Mm-hmm. Because then all of a sudden, as we're all enjoying this disco show put on by Fitz, the fear bulb is compelled to pick up a rock. Mm-hmm. Travis makes him pick it up. Yes, weird. even even though he rolls a seventeen on his wisdom check, which is quite weird. high. Which, um, that is very high. So you wonder what would have happened if he hadn't, if he'd rolled yeah. low. I, I was very curious about that. If he had rolled lower, what, what would have happened? But as it is, what happens is that the only information he receives, he, he has to pick the stone up. But yes. he does remember that he needs it and that it's important that he takes it back to the school. But he doesn't know why. Right. And that's where I wondered if that's what the intelligence or wisdom check meant. If it was just you at least have some information versus yeah. having no information. Yeah, versus like resisting the effects. I mean, I think I think that's that's certainly a possibility of of what the intent was or it could have been kind of a combination of both. That maybe something else would have happened bad if he, if yeah. he hadn't hadn't rolled so well. Yeah. Regardless, very weird. Luckily, he's able to play it off. Quick thinking, J-Man, well done. Yeah, yeah, that it's villain homework, which... Yeah. I, I mean, he's he's led everyone else into stealing, which is a mixed bag, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's so... This whole scene is so funny in this it little is. brief moment, being like, oh, I want one too. And the line, one is a souvenir, two is a crime, <laughs> is 
one of my new favorite things I've heard on this show. This whole bit was, you know, it's another one of those things that we talk about a lot um, <laughs> about them not just having worked together and played together so much, but being family that they can immediately see where the other person <laughs> is going and they run they run yeah. with that ball much further than than people who, who didn't know each other as well might have. Yeah. And it's very worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> Straight to the comedy end zone. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> well, and here's the interesting thing. After all the goofs, after all, after we have some some good laughs about <laughs> stealing, <laughs> um, not only did we think it was weird that the fear bulb picked up this rock and was suddenly, even though he played it off to everybody else, Leon also noticed mm-hmm. this is weird and says as much, not too too much, but mentions it to Fitzroy, which yeah. is interesting. And indicates that he has a secret that he wants to tell him. Yes. But Fitzroy immediately interprets someone wanting to connect with him (laughs) as someone wanting to be his squire. Of course. (laughs) He's just so handsome and popular that you must want to be working with me. You must be trying to get in on the ground floor here. Honestly, I mean... I think Leon is Leon is effectively his upperclassman, isn't he? Absolutely, he is. Yes. Yeah, he's he was at least there before they were. Yes. So technically, he's more senior. I would say is is a yeah. fair fair conclusion. I see it that way. And you know, I have to admire Fitz's confidence that that he <laughs> is willing to say this to somebody who it really should be the other way around. That even though he washed out, even though everything in his life has gone sideways. You know, I mean, you can see it as ego or you can kind of see it as, you know, I respect that, that you still you still hold yourself in such high regard. (laughs) I think this this is I don't know. Fitz is so far. He's my fave. If we have to choose faves, he's my fave. And I think a big part of that is exactly like you said, it's this consistent confidence even when he's and acceptance. It's because we're at a point where he's accepting he's in the henchman program or whatever he's a henchman in this situation he's in the sidekick program yeah but he still thinks very highly of himself and it could be egotistical or it could just be that he's just really confident and really sure of himself and regardless of where he is he's still going to respect himself enough yeah i think the fact that we he's not a jerk about it helps me see it as yes he's just confident and he's going to take care of himself yeah, and I mean, I think he still genuinely wants to do his best, and maybe that's yeah. part of what the difference is. Like, I mean, I think that this is, uh, we have seen some other characters in in Balance, for sure, where there's this kind of um, line between someone being confident because they're an asshole, and somebody yes. being confident either because of their own belief in their competence, or partially that, and partially because they're trying to like actually cover for insecurity like secret insecurity and i and i do think that fitz when this happened he kind of had two choices of either he was going to have it completely shatter his self-esteem and his self-worth or he was going to have to find some way to roll forward with it and i i think maybe the best way for him to roll forward with it was to say like okay well this is this weird thing that's happening to me I mean, even in this earlier battle where he like he he's basically teleporting uncontrollably and he had no idea that was going to happen, but right. he's doing it like, OK, this is the finish of a magic trick. Exactly. And I think you have to uh, you have to respect that approach to a problem, you know, <laughs> like to something, yeah. something bad and, and unavoidable happening to you to treat it like I meant to do that. You know, <laughs> I do know. And I agree completely. We all have stuff that happens where you're like, 
oh, this sucks, I hate this, or, oh, I messed that thing up. But when you can take that and choose how you're going to present it, it's hugely powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we're getting from Fitzroy. You know, he fumbled. He didn't mean to do magic, but he did magic. And it was a huge mistake, but smile, stick that landing, and act like you meant to do it. Mm -hmm. All of this at least resonates a lot with me and the way I try to do things. Because again, like I just said, we all stumble, we all make our mistakes, but a lot of the times it can be swayed one way or another depending on how you choose to frame it. Yeah. And it definitely, you know, I mean, it's it's a difficult line to walk between someone just being obnoxious and someone being confident, which absolutely, which I was know, kind it's, of it's hard, but yeah, I was afraid that might be not afraid, but I thought that might be what we would get at the start when we were first yeah. meeting Fitzroy, which, you know, and I know we said it then in the second episode, even where it was refreshing to then have him apologize to yeah. these other two and choose how he wanted to interact with his new teammates, essentially. Yeah. I, I do think his ego is going to get him in trouble. I mean, I think it already I mean, has, I hope it does. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it probably <laughs> I will. I think it has to. And it also makes sense. Like, uh, I know some of some of us will not have background on Buckminster, who mm-hmm. Leon works for, but Buckminster is, in a lot of ways, like, he's a lot like Fitzroy, but um, he's kind of the untempered version of Fitz, where I think he's come mm. from privilege and always gotten what he wanted, pretty much. So yeah. his ego is is different it's not fragile at all yes Um, he hasn't had to like check himself yeah and i think he's like a jerk but yeah no but it it makes him uh not meaner and not less deep but something something in that range like it it makes him um it makes it more of an issue that he has this ego i think in terms of other people relating to him but it does make sense then that leon would go to fitz and i do wonder if 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 that was part of travis's motivation Mm. for picking him of the three for who he was going to tell the secret to that because yeah. they're kind of similar and because Leon is despite Buckminster kind of being a little bit abusive with him a little um, bit yeah that that that's what he respects that he respects the person who seems to have it together even if they maybe don't so uh, interesting i hadn't considered it from that point of view but i like that a lot cuz i think it was easy to just assume even the way Leon words it, it's the fact that Fitzroy is a knight yeah. and so therefore has some sort of, you know, code of valor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it could just be he went to the person who was most familiar. Kind of person that you understand. And yeah. if you are at a point where you don't trust anyone, you're absolutely going to go for the kind of person that maybe you don't think is the most trustworthy fundamentally, but who you understand. Because yeah. even if you think like, maybe this person isn't going to tell me the truth, at least I will know maybe when they're lying or I'll know that sure. that's a possibility versus somebody who seems like a good guy but isn't. That's way more dangerous. Yeah. And I'm sure part of it, too, is just because he, he like, the fear bulk is the one who picked it up, so you can't go to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for sure. It's like and who... Argo is is a rogue, so maybe that, that probably would have been a fairly poor choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, and now I'm wondering, so this all comes up later, um, but, I mean, we're talking about it now. We can mm-hmm. touch on it again then. But he talks about just when he remarks on the the glances and the things he's heard and seen. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe he's seen something with Argo and we just don't know that yet. Yeah, either. he so certainly may have. So maybe Fitz is the only one who he hasn't seen react or be involved with anything weird yet. Yeah, he hasn't done know. anything out of character, even though his character is a little unpredictable. Yeah, it could be. Oh, I'm excited to find out. 
And we'll get more into it later. As as we're having this discussion, Buckminster's also shouting for us to come come over here. We have a puzzle to solve. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and this is the thing that, that Fitzroy is not qualified to do. No. Uh, and apparently not Buckminster either. So yeah. I guess they have that in common as well. <laughs> Yeah, not not so much with the uh, the brain teasers. Maybe those two. Yeah, everybody's got their strengths, and that's important. And these two are just going to step aside right now. This did this new door puzzle and having to spell something and being in a mine reminded me immediately of the lockers and refuge <laughs> and how much fun we had trying to figure out what those were supposed to spell <laughs> back in the balance days. <laughs> yeah, so I guess before we start talking about their guesses at all. Did you have a guess immediately? I I feel like I did. Now I can't think of what it was. What did you did you have one? Um, I think I think I thought maybe bottom mine. It it was mm. my first was like my very first guess, and then I was like, I don't. But it's the bottom. It's the lower part of the mine, you know. But then I was I was like, that seems like it would be an odd, maybe yeah. an odd, an odd thing. An, so an I was getting there, almost. but but not. Not right. So, (laughs) no, you were close. I think the first thing I thought of was battle time, and we were about to have have a fight. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. That would, and well, part of the question was that we couldn't tell until they started guessing whether or not this was like, yeah, whether it was like hangman, where the the one E would indicate that there were no other E's. So, if you don't have that information, you you really you have to guess. I mean, yeah, and that was a good question for Arco to have right off, and of course, right, there's no answer, and luckily. And no balance spoilers, don't worry anybody, but um, <laughs> this puzzle was not as um, uh, intense as involved, the one. <laughs> yeah, a little, little less in, involved. Back in Refuge. <laughs> so uh, they got to just have some guesses and try to figure it out. Good on Clint and what the hell to <laughs> Travis for this constant theme we have going. <laughs> the, the, the answer is bottom line. Yeah, so if if I had been playing this game... My first guess would have been one letter off. So yeah, you were very close. So I was, I was close. Although I, I might have been flustered by figuring out what that last, you know, I might not have gotten to line immediately. I don't know, like bottom dine or. I think if we were then you know, there I together, I could have helped you fine. and been like, I think you're close. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I and I did like um, Justin slash the Fearbulg's first guess of letter game, Love which it. I thought I thought was very like meta and cool. Like that would have been yeah. a cool solution. Um, also, as a possibility, and I and I did like as a character moment. I like that the two of them combined. I guess made made that guess, and that then the Fearbulg's reaction was immediately. This is impossible. We have to leave. We like can't. The, we have to go. My first guess did not work. <laughs> That's it. it I'm is, done. <laughs> that it was so funny, but then it also makes me wonder, like, oh, is this a thing we're going to keep seeing with him? Maybe, like, if yeah. your first guess is wrong, if you make like one attempt, and yeah. not as in like he's going to give up, but maybe this is something that like is just the way he was raised. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it makes sense in terms of his whole interest in not lying. That mm. the idea of, I mean, puzzles are fundamentally lies, right? I mean, they're, they're tricks. I love like, that. Yeah. They're, they're the deception. Little... Like, the whole point yeah. of them is is to obfuscate the answer. Yeah. So I, I can understand why he might be bothered by that. And I'm also intrigued as a character element, having the, the solution that he came up with be, like, really direct, but also really abstract. That yeah. that's, a, that's not the first thing that most people would have thought of. But... Mm. 
Mm-mm. It makes sense for his character, who doesn't understand the concept of lying, to think that the solution to the puzzle was literally Is just a description the of the puzzle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I think you're right. I, I think, and if that is the case, then again, Justin is just playing on a completely different level, I think, than most of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's very good. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, Argo's over there trying to think of things that make sense, like maybe the four-letter right. word is mine, which is obviously where I went to, that that made yeah. sense, at least as a first guess. And sure. then Fitzroy shouts out butter for reasons butter. that none of us could possibly explain. <laughs> um, maybe he's hungry. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's or it's Griffin, Griffin trying to be bad at puzzles, or maybe Griffin actually being bad at the puzzle. It's hard That's to say. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We there don't is know no, what the answer is. There is no shame in being bad at puzzles. Having no. having had some friends who you know, like playing through adventure old adventure games, some puzzle design is very difficult and and puzzle solving yeah. is even harder. Well, you know, and part of the fun of puzzles is failing and figuring them out as you go. <laughs> Getting frustrated and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if that's how you play your puzzles, yes, yeah. that's part of it. <laughs> it's certainly how I play my game puzzles, except in an escape room. I don't do that in escape rooms. Mm, keep it together in an escape room. <laughs> Hopefully Bee's figuring out her letter puzzle. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> The answer is buttermine. Unfortunately, she can't hear us. I don't know if she's going to get it. It's so bizarre and off the wall. <laughs> well, uh, but luckily they do. Bottom line was the correct answer. Way to go, Argo. You're yeah. very you're very good at all of this. I, I very much enjoyed Clint, I think, and not Argo screaming when he figured it out. Because I think that was definitely <laughs> yeah. a figuring out the way the person that you know was thinking like uh-huh. finding finding that line of it not just being you know i mean you can do a puzzle with a solution but doing a puzzle with a reason for the solution is mm-hmm. something else and like when that reasoning clicks that's yeah. that's a really it's... powerful like emotional moment for any yeah. puzzle i think it's much better than getting it randomly uh, no totally agree it shows that you not only understand the puzzle you understand the bigger game as it yeah. is yeah trav he's he's picking up what you're putting <laughs> down and so now we can go on to this next room, mm-hmm. which is destroyed. It gave me the impression that the door was certainly closed for a reason. It was to yes. keep whatever did this out. Yeah, or in, depending. Yes, that's true. Which, that's which side of the way. door you're on depends <laughs> how, you, how you see it. That's the better way to put it. it. <laughs> wow, that was accidentally deep, I think. Like, mm, how you see that's it. How we, yeah. That's how we do on this show. <laughs> Romance in the zone. Accident? Well, you know what? Never mind. That when, can get dirty. When you find, when you find yourself <laughs> confronted with a barrier, yeah. just consider which side of the door are you actually on. Mm. Are you being held out or are you being kept in? Is it is it a Rorschach line? Who knows? you got to look around and figure out where you stand. In this case, it doesn't matter. We've opened the door. So whatever is in is going to get out. Whatever is out gonna come in yep and they can follow whatever it is down apparently this created passage it looks like Mm -hmm. not one that was mined out and of course it's all very dark in here and so i just want to toss it out here now that i would love to see an animatic of fitz using (laughs) the sparks over and over again griffin gave us such good sound work there that i'm like this this needs to be animated it could then be turned into just a looping gif of him using <laughs> sparks and like it's just lighting up the fear bulb and argo light just very lightly as the sparks are going off yeah neither of them look impressed with him <laughs> that's what i want and he's just getting increasingly like winded and having to stop <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> 
It was it was not the most practical solution to this problem, I would say. Much like yelling butter for the for the letter puzzle sparks versus why don't we just use this torch? Um, apparently, Fitz is not uh, he's not a straight line to the solution of a puzzle person. He's really not. And um, okay, so I did write this down. I don't even know remember what it's in regards to, but I did write Fitz is not a smart man, and I love him even more. So <laughs> that fits here. That's I think that was a. That was relevant. <laughs> yeah, it works here. It works here. He's not the he's not the brightest, that's for sure. Nor his sparks. That's why luckily yes. the fear bulk has a torch. <laughs> Boom, brought it back around. <laughs> and they do find what they are looking for, for yes. better or for worse. After a little bit more skulking. The weird monster. Yes. We find the Zorn. He does have arms. He does have hands. We can hand him a subpoena <laughs> if we need to. Yeah, I, I was listening to this and thinking, I would definitely watch whatever the equivalent of a fantasy reality show, which seems like an oxymoron, <laughs> but I guess it's not, that was just about like trying to serve subpoenas to random monsters. Oh like, my god, that'd be Fantasy so law, I would definitely, I would definitely yeah. watch that. Oh, this is It'd a be way idea. more Way more interesting twist on the, the endless run of courtroom drama. There's so <laughs> many. Why not switch it up? Change where the courtroom is. The yeah. courtroom is now in Neverwinter. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm suddenly watching this show. And this is a great idea. As I was saying that, I did just remember that uh, I think before I listened to this episode, um, my friend Adel Refive, hello from the Magic Tavern, had made a joke about doing CSI Dungeons and Dragons. There it so, is. So, I mean, I would say that I'm kind of biting his his universe, but, you know, it's very important to have the range of shows, right? Because exactly. you've got to have your multiple laws and orders. you got to have yes. your NCIS and CS, CSI, like... Yes, uh, I think your you're Chicago just adding too. Fire, mm-hmm. Chicago Med Universe, whatever all is going on in Chicago. <laughs> all of them. It's all happening in Chicago. Um, also, though, I think we've been describing our friend Andrew Young's show, Law and Orderly. <laughs> I think, oh, <laughs> wow, already... I think we did. I don't know yeah. how much subpoena involvement there is in that necessarily. I mean, maybe this is, you know, like I said, you got to have multiple CSIs. So, mm-hmm. maybe so they're this one of is, them. It's all in the universe. They're definitely in the universe. Yes. <laughs> Law and Orderly. I think they're, I'm going to look up, or Lawful and Orderly, pardon me. I just looked them up on Twitter just to make sure I got their uh, handle right. They're at Nowsayers. Yes. In case you want to <laughs> get in on the ground floor of this realm of <laughs> fantasy <laughs> courtroom procedures. The extended universe for all of this, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so now that that's all settled, this is where the rest of this is going to play out on fantasy cops. Because <laughs> we found the Zorn. And he's just, he's very hungry. That's all we know so far. That this Zorn can rake through solid rock, and he's grumbling about being very hungry. Yeah. He, he, and then they conclude maybe he just wants to uh, to slam into a Slim Jim, which is, you know, <laughs> he's it's kind of a running Slim Jim thing going on. <laughs> the amount of Slim Jims, the amount of time Slim Jims come up in in the Adventure Zone, I think is yeah. impressive, frankly. Just the McElroy universe in general. Yeah, there's a I'm... lot of lot of Slim Jim con- content for people who don't actually like Slim Jims, as far as I recall. <laughs> no, I am under the distinct impression that, no, no, these boys do not care for Slim Jims. <laughs> uh, similarly to the way that this Zorn does not care for whatever ration mm-hmm. uh, Fitzroy very cutely uh, threw at it. <laughs> <laughs> I picture a protein bar just bouncing off of him. But fortunately, this Zorn can talk, which is 
really mm. convenient when you've got a rampaging mm. monster and you don't really understand why they're rampaging if you can just wait for them to tell you. Just, yeah. And, yeah, he wants to eat gems because he's not from here and now he's super hungry and he didn't want to be there at all or destroy the mine at all and he's actually pretty embarrassed about it. Yeah, this was all just a huge misunderstanding. And then all of a sudden you feel bad for this poor sweet Zorn who just wants to go home, just wants to slam on some gems. Yeah, yeah. It's it's rough for him. This is not where he wants to be. Mm-mm. But they still have this problem that they need to solve, which is they need to finish their homework. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, we're totally going to help you get home, but we do need to pass this class and get paid. So uh, <laughs> I got confused as they were talking because <laughs> they kept being like, you have to say it. You have to say <laughs> I did this thing so we can serve you the subpoena. And I'm yeah. like, are the glasses capturing pictures or movies? Because it kind yeah, of I don't, like I don't know. They film. were maybe Fitz Live thought he photos. was wearing Fitz thought he was wearing a wire for some reason. True, fair. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I wasn't Fantasy completely GoPro. clear on that. I think I think maybe it was a question of these characters' grasp of legal process, and that mm. maybe they felt like they needed him to say it or they couldn't. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because it's not like they know the Zorn's name. So I mean, like usually the thing with a Zabina right. is you have to confirm that it's the right person. Mm. So they're mm-hmm. trying to confirm that this is the person so that they can serve the subpoena to the right to the that's right fair. rampaging monster. That's uh, fair. That's fair. Who's not really rampaging? He's just He's- angry. But we've all been there. We all know how this goes. And, you know, luckily, he's very reasonable. He's yeah. he's happy to no longer be living within this mine. He just wants to go home, which will solve the problem of what's happening down here. That'll let everybody get back to work. Yeah. Uh, so he's willing to <laughs> take the subpoena. They can take some pics. I'm yeah. so glad that they took silly pictures because, you know, that's always my first thought. It's like, yeah. let's get some goofy ones. Let's just have fun with it. I like to imagine they like set the glasses on a ledge and all pose together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly how that worked, but I don't we, know. we won't worry about it. There's presumably nope. some kind of timer feature on these magical camera glasses. Absolutely. There has to be. <laughs> But in the course of doing these silly photo ops, which unfortunately the the jumping one doesn't come out, it never does. It's always right. Nobody ever knows two. which number they're going to jump on. At it's least a nightmare. one person it, always it takes still too many on the tries ground. to get it right. Mm-hmm. But they find out, you know, they they are able to not only determine that he came through this tear in space time, but Fitz is able to see where it is, yes. which unfortunately is too high to reach. Right. They're in this. They they've come to this big underground lake in this huge cavern is Mm -hmm. where we've been having these really fun like lakeside pics getting the (laughs) subpoena and everything but this is also then where this rift is and how do you how do you get up there why is it even there is also the huge question that's like once you step back from the goofiness it's like hold on why did this even happen indeed this is one of the several weird things that that happen in this episode that are Uh definitely or maybe related to something else. But I mean, one of the interesting details that Travis chooses to give us when he's describing this tear in space time or rift or whatever you want to call it is that it appears to be accidental, that it yes. doesn't look like something that was deliberately done. Right. It's not which, like a clean portal. Yeah. Which is really important information because then this was not someone like willfully bringing this creature there. It just mm. happened. But that's 
maybe more worrying because right. you have to wonder like if it happened on its own is it going to happen again is it going to happen right. somewhere else is it going to be bigger the next time like what what does this mean about the state of magic and the condition of their universe that this has just happened like is this a one-off thing or is this something they should be really worried about right like what is going on really between what's holding all the planes together if this yeah. can happen accidentally yeah i don't know and we'll and none of them really are worrying about it in the moment no, which makes sense. I mean, sure. plus they have another more practical concern at this point, which is uh, can fantasy boys dunk? Mm. Like, can they mm-hmm. dunk this Zorn through this through this portal? How are they going to get it up there? How do we get it up there? I will say, Fitz saying that he could rage and uh, chuck a Zorn, I was like, you know what? I'm here for this. I'm, I'm here for all of them, of course, but Fitz, especially you. <laughs> it was about to be like a sneaker ad. <laughs> the, you know, some little kid on the on the on the playground is like, I can chuck a Zorn, and everybody's like, No, you can't. And then he reaches down to his like pump sneakers and yeah. pumps them up, and then he can. And then he suddenly can <laughs> dunk the Zorn, who's just trying to go home. They do come up with a solution, although initially it almost wouldn't have worked because Clint. <laughs> Clint slash Argo's initial suggestion is what about water stairs, which sounds really (laughs) clever until you think about the laws of physics and the Mm -hmm. fact that you can make stairs out of water, but you can't walk on them. No, you cannot. I mean, it is it is such a clever answer. Yeah. But hold on. We need one more part of this. Luckily, Argo seems to have Link's cryonis ability from breath of the wild and he can freeze that water too yeah easy so they they do manage to find a solution which you know it actually did they did they sort of like more or less solve this problem with accessibility is that kind of what happened like i mean you know like normally accessibility would be something like a ramp instead of stairs but this is specific to this creature which can go up the stairs so well, and actually, I didn't even think of it now until we're talking about it. I feel like a, a a ramp made of ice would still be very slippery and hard to get up. Yeah, that. well, I mean, it, yeah, it's a question of accessibility for this specific instance. But, you know, in general, though, in general, they have though. solved a puzzle by making things better for everyone, by thinking about specific needs, like not being yeah. able to reach the dimensional rift you actually accidentally fell through. True. And you know what? I will go ahead and also say... The ice stairs would not necessarily be any better and less safe. So if you're going to slip down something, I'd rather slip down an ice ramp. That is true. Because then you've got kind of a sliding situation versus a kind of bump, 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 bump situation, which is not ideal. Exactly. It's fun versus getting real busted up. So unless you have like just really a lot of legs, maybe not the ice stairs. But Mm -hmm. if you do... Maybe that's what's easier for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like if this happens again, Argo can just shape it to whatever they need. This is true. Yeah. They'll they'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll work with you. Hire these boys. Oh, also luckily, before he went, they did get the Zorn Zorn's sworn statement (laughs) of my bad. (laughs) <laughs> they did it's it's very you know i'm glad that they followed through on the paperwork mm-hmm. on this. you gotta keep it very clean and tidy mm-hmm. and they they thought to take a picture of the rift which yes. could potentially be useful in the future there are a lot of um breath of the wild kind of references i feel like you could make because i feel like even picturing the zorn i sort of pictured a talus from breath of the wild which are like mm. the big rock yeah. creatures that you yeah. fight just because he's very wide and but he's short 
And then also the fact that you have, like I said, the rune Cryonis to freeze these this water slope, and the fact that you have um, these like this sort of magic photo you can take <laughs> and then use later when you have to refer back to it. Yeah, I am curious about the developing process for that. Me like, how too. do they get them? How do they get them <laughs> off? And what are they when they're when they're off? But maybe we'll find that out in the next episode. We don't know. I hope so. Yeah, I'm wondering almost now if it's going to be like a projection, but then it's like, yeah. how many photos can you take? I don't know. Yeah. Do you have to do something to like get them off of the storage on these magic glasses? We just don't know. Yeah. There's a character in uh, My Hero Academia. Sorry, everybody who can <laughs> he like can use like his whole body. He can just like, make camera lenses, and then the pictures like print out of his chest. It was very upsetting to see the first time. Mm. And don't think too much about it because I was like, God, this is completely I, unpleasant. No, I don't want to think too much about that. No, I no, I don't. <laughs> no, thank you. He ended up being fine he was a one episode character so far (laughs) but it was just very odd in the moment so i thought that too with the glasses i'm like where where do the pictures go we'll find out i assume ah of course (laughs) and then where how do you get the cloud you wait for it to rain and then pictures uh... rain down Maybe that's it. Yeah, like maybe, maybe, no, maybe like it's, uh, you know, the rain comes down onto some paper and then, then oh. the, the photo shows up. That's beautiful sounding. I like this. <laughs> Impractical, Somebody... but. <laughs> that's okay. Somebody get Trav on the line. I think this is a very, because I picture it just being like a little cute cloud in your own little personal, yeah. like it's just hovering above the desk. Or maybe yeah. it turns into a big cloud if you want to print out a poster size for <laughs> like to put on your wall of that time you and your friends all went down to a cave beach and took some fun photos <laughs> with a Zorn. I think that could be it. Trav, we got it. we got you covered. <laughs> if you need help with the details We're that don't really matter, always ring us. <laughs> here for you. We're always here for you. Okay, so speaking of confusing things like how these pictures get printed, the plane mm. of rock itself confuses me. Does he just like like if there's not air? Is it all just rock? Can it's you just, stand yeah. on I mean, the plane of rock? No. I mean, I think that's what he... Like, there's presumably gaps between... There are some gaps between the rocks, but not very many. And Travis mentions very briefly um, that uh, the Zorn can phase through rock. Yeah. So that's why... So, like, he's... He... They are, are able to, like, swim through rock, I think, effectively. Okay. Uh, somehow i'm not sure quite how that works out with them like eating it but we shouldn't worry about this too much all right yeah we'll just we'll just <laughs> something along those lines though i think that um it it can phase through rocks so it can exist inside of rocks in addition to eating them you know so maybe okay, it's kind of that's... like a uh, like a like a whale using baleen to like to hmm. get krill or something you know that it's like filter it's it's a filter feeder so the the density of the gems inside of the rock is different than the rock itself. I love this. We're solving all sorts of problems. <laughs> Thank you, Anne. That makes my brain hurt less. I appreciate it. <laughs> Good answer. And speaking of things that make our brain hurt and that we're uh-huh. definitely going to overthink, uh, but this maybe we are supposed to, is we do get a follow-up on Leon and his secret and what exactly yeah. he's concerned about, which we talked on a, we talked about a little bit earlier. But this is where we get sort of the full description of what it is that Leon's concerned about. Right. Where his concern is stemming from. And Mm -hmm. his concern being that he feels like the school is off. Yeah. And possibly unsafe because it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Which we were kind of thinking too. Yeah. I mean, it's a difficult question of like, you know, 
And I think I think we probably all got something in the real world that we would say is a comparable experience that, you know, sometimes it's your own paranoia, but sometimes yeah. it's not. And yeah. there are things that you pick up on that are not overt that you just right. know. Like, you know, sometimes you meet somebody uh-huh. and you just don't trust them. And even though there you have no like practical reason why you don't trust them. And then, you know, like years later, you find out that they're a terrible person. You're like, oh, yeah. I did know and I didn't believe myself. And Right. Or I think, you questioned yourself or you yeah. didn't know why. You didn't have a reason. You just didn't really want to hang out with this person. Or yeah. you just really didn't want to go to that place or what have you. Exactly. And it's your it's those little things that you pick up on that you like are all like in running in the background almost. Yeah. It's like the the tip of an iceberg that you see or like that you just have this feeling that there's something more going mm-hmm. on and there's clearly something more going on in the school. I mean, we already yes. know a little bit of this because we right. know that Argo is up to something and we don't know whether or not that relates to, directly to this or it's a parallel concern <laughs> that, that maybe exactly. isn't directly related. But we do know that there are people in the school who are doing things behind other people's backs and we don't know why. Right. And even the way Leon puts it is he says, you know, he's... Because he's perceived as being kind of stupid, nobody is really watching him. Nobody is suspicious of him. So people let a little bit more of possibly their true intentions slide around him. And he's picking up on expressions or things people say or intentions that people might have that aren't necessarily on the up and up or seem Mm -hmm. shady for some reason and of course you know being a student and being a sidekick of course people are going to underestimate him and sort of because of who he is as as a person and the assumptions that people make about him that makes them even more likely to underestimate him yes and in doing so he's now just gathering more and more reason to distrust the school. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, of course, the more concerned for his friends who are at the school, primarily Buckminster, who it seems he's very devoted to. Yeah, I think absolutely. He's very uh, he's very committed to that relationship and to his role in it. Yeah. which He's his and, sidekick, yeah. And then unfortunately, I think in this case, his need to tell someone he may not have made the right choice because... Right. There is, before this conversation really even fully gets started, there is, like, the world's most ominous dice roll in the background as Griffin, before he does anything else, rolls a deception check. So, yeah. I yeah. thought that was really interesting. But here's here's why I'm not too concerned about it just yet. Mm. The way I saw Griffin making that roll was because Griffin has been the DM before. Yeah. And so he's already on a level of knowing to kind of always be suspicious of an NPC because you never know. So I feel like he was almost just covering himself in case it was something he would then have to turn around and tell to Argo and the Fearbulg. If that was maybe just his way of being like, I'll lie. So then that way, at least, you know, because if he failed the role and it's like, no, I'll never tell anybody, then of (laughs) course it's like he's not going to learn anything. But in making the role, he can say, yes, of course you can trust me, which could be really bad or it could just be him (laughs) covering his butt if he needs to turn around and tell his friends. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think from a metagaming standpoint, that was absolutely coming from Griffin having been a DM and that he's planning ahead for what it might mean to say, yes, you can tell me a secret and yes, you can trust me because he doesn't know what's happening. I I do believe that. Like, I I don't think that Griffin has any information that we don't um, Mm -hmm. about what's going on in the school. Uh, but, But I do think that in the game that fits covers his bases 
that Agreed. he's he's maybe not it's not a question of whether or not he's trustworthy. I'm not sure that he's trusting. So I think I, I, I think he's covering fair. He's covering himself for sure. Fair. I'm totally with you because yeah, that's he he kind of acts like he doesn't really buy it, which could be real or it could be him playing a role. Yeah. If he's kind of brushing it off. Not not even brushing it off, but he's not showing any level really of concern for the kind of things that Leon is telling him, mm-hmm. which could just be again because he's kind of daft and only you know he's kind of a one one train of thought mm-hmm. kind of person. And if he's thinking primarily about himself and how he's not too worried about the things going on in the peripheral, I don't know. Or it yeah. could be yes, he rolled this deception. He's gonna hold on to this information for later. I think in this moment, I would figure because Fitz is kind of daft (laughs) if he's hearing all of this not quite concerned about it but then maybe something later will happen to suddenly make him remember this moment and be like oh shit maybe something is going on yeah yeah I I will be interested to see how it plays out because I'm 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 also not sure whether it's you know what parts of it or the character what parts of it are Griffin's decision um yeah either way he's he's definitely keeping his cards real close to his vest um, and not not going to tip his hand at this point, this early on. Yeah, which I love. I think we're in a really interesting position now here because this is only our fifth episode mm-hmm. of graduation and already we have so many mysteries kind of scattered yeah, and nothing sort of too, swirling. too deep. Yeah, it's not anything. It doesn't feel like we're rushing though either. I feel no. like we're at this really great position where this being the third major game that these boys are playing Mm -hmm. is that they've learned to continue to streamline it yeah yeah. in a way that still it's still very fun i feel like especially in this episode we got more of those (laughs) goofy off the wall moments that you that we all now love in our fantasy games especially starring these boys yeah they definitely have have managed to figure out how to have the beach party but still have the dark clouds on the horizon love that that's the perfect metaphor exactly and we all know the beach episodes are the best ones, so <laughs> we're we're getting the best of that world here for sure. So we'll have to see what happens because that's the end of it as we mm-hmm. head back to school, which is presumably where we will be next time. <laughs> uh, for now, is there anything that we forgot to mention that we want to bring up now? I have something. Okay. I'm curious. Just the fact that Clint McElroy, the embezzling janitor, Planeswalker, <laughs> was addressed. And I appreciated that uh, this is a thing that we're going to uh, keep <laughs> yeah. keep bringing up. So <laughs> just keep an eye out on Clint McElroy. Yeah. If they, now he's got Planeswalker in his title as well. If they had like an animated universe of all of their stories, he would definitely like, there would be be oh, some game of finding him in the background find, of a bunch of shots and stuff. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> find Clint in this episode. This is the only thing that I want to share is that Ooh, yeah. my one note, one of the notes that I wrote down that I did post on Twitter, but I only post a couple of words of it. Um, was that I, oh. I, when they were talking about the butter mine, uh-huh. I started thinking about like branding the butter mine and I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. sure whether it's a restaurant or whether it's like a line, like a line <laughs> of butter, maybe, you know, like kind of land sure. kind of like a thing. products. Yeah. Yeah. But I did wind up writing down butter mine when your need for butter runs deep. Oh, oh. <laughs> so if they need Again. a tagline for Trav, their butter, <laughs> call us. We've got you covered. If they I plan on, on uh, branching out into butter, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got them covered. We'll discuss more of our marketing agency later, but for now, you know what time it is. Poll time. <laughs> okay, so a month ago, 
last year, we asked you <laughs> how you pictured the cloak of classy, and the majority has spoken with almost half the votes. Classy, all caps, written across the butt, is the winner. And um, all sequins was a close second, so I say we combine the two of them. Yeah, well, I mean, because it could be like those reversible sequins, right? Even exactly. Or like Love sequins it. and rhinestones. I mean, why not go all out? <laughs> Just really do it up. I think I would never Fitzroy say, would like it even better. Yeah, I mean, I would never say that there was a right answer to these polls because, Mm-mm. you know, we want the people to speak, mm-hmm. but also that was the right answer. <laughs> this is completely 100% the correct answer. Yes. Thank you all so much for voting. All right. So now for this week's poll, it's time for a Care Bear countdown. We want to know what you think the Fearbulk's Care Bear cousin name would be. We'll have that pull up over on our Twitter at Romancing Zone. And we will see everybody back in class in two weeks, I think. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Till then, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Mm-hmm.